For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Well, hello, everybody. I am Matt Williamson. How's everyone doing this wonderful day? And here's what we're doing today. So we kind of had an extra day. It just so happened Pro Football Focus put their midseason offensive line ranks out. And as did Brandon Thorne, who I think is the best line guy in the league. It's all he or in, in the media. I mean, all he does is specialize in offense and defensive line play. While I think he's the best, I don't agree with his ranking for the Steeler O-line. So we'll start with Brandon, who does great work. Go check him out on Twitter. You'll be very impressed with his breakdowns. Really studies it much more than I do, of course. But he has the Steelers currently as the 31st best offensive line in the league. I think that's far too rough, to be very honest with you. There are so many bad ones. I mean, the, the Giants haven't blocked anyone all year, you know, and there's so many bad ones. He has Washington at 32, just for frame of reference. They they give up six sacks a game, you know. But anyway, this is what he said about the Steeler rankings or, or the Steeler line right now. And I agree with what he says quite a bit, to be honest with you. I just think that I would have them up higher. And he says this in the write-up, but this is what Brandon said. In rookie first-round pick, Broderick Jones' two starts this season, week five and nine, the unit has been a tier higher than this, than 31st. The, but the problem is that the team hasn't committed to keeping him in the lineup at either tackle spot on a full-time basis, despite him clearly being better than both starting tackles. Very well said. <laughs> it is becoming untenable to logically explain Jones not being on an, an entrenched starter. So we should see that come to fruition soon, but until it does, this line with an average starter in Isaac Siamalu as their best player with inconsistent replaceable starters everywhere else. Their pass protection ability is also hurt by a low amount of play action, their 30th in play action, or schemed help, magnifying their deficiencies. So, a lot to be said there. Um, and I agree with very, very much of it. I do think Jones is going to be a starter. I mean, maybe we'll know that by the time you hear this. And if, assuming that happens, I think you move them up a tier. I mean, I think they're 22nd, maybe even 20th, something like that. So Pro Football Focus has the Steelers at 18. I guess we put the, they put these out every month. So it's up three spots from four weeks ago. They don't have much of a write-up here, but they do have one little nugget. First off, they say Isaac Siamalu is their best star, is the best player. And while he, he started his Pittsburgh career slowly, Siamalu ranks eighth amongst guards in PFF grade since week three. That adds up to me. And then their other note is on James Daniels. His 87 pass blocking grade ranked fifth amongst guards in week nine, 
Also, since week three, his grade ranks second among all guards. So, week three on, Steelers have the second best guard and eighth best guard per pro football focus. Now, I don't think they have two top 10 guards, but I also think they have a well above average set of guards. And if you put Jones in there with some replacement level dudes as the rest, obviously, um, I think you get to much closer where pro football focus has them. And to be honest, that shocks me. I, If you would have said before I read either one of them, do you agree with Brandon or pro football focus? I would have bet it would have been Brandon. But there you have it. Um, be back in a minute. And then I want to introduce you to the Green Bay Packers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. All right, just some general stuff, matchup overview stuff here. Steelers are three and two at home. Green Bay is one and three on the road and have lost four of their last five games in general. Steelers are 12 and five in their last 17 games. Steelers have a minus 30 point differential, while Green Bay surprisingly has outscored their opponents by one point. We'll get to that in a little bit here. Here's the key. When you look at Packers stats, please never, ever, ever forget this. Per EPA, which I think is the best judge of what teams are good, what quarterbacks are good, etc. Only the Saints have played an easier schedule than the Packers thus far. The Lions is really the only hard team they've played against, and they're still not doing well. So a lot of their stats, I think, are a smidge inflated. Steelers opponents average 42.6 more rushing yards and 56.1 more passing yards per game than the Steelers. Steelers opponents have produced 40 more first downs and have run 70 more plays. So that's pretty significant stuff. (laughs) The Steelers time of possession sits just over 27 minutes, where the Packers are a little over 28, both below average. Obviously, 30 is average. Um, got lost here on my page. Here we go. The Rams could produce just 10 first downs and held the ball for just 24-44 last week in a losing effort in Green Bay. We'll get to that too. I mean, they, they, they started Brett Ripien. He was so bad. They cut him the next day and signed Carson Wentz, the Rams I'm talking about. So here's some turnover differential stuff. Only the Bengals have a better turnover differential than the Steelers, which is a plus eight. Green Bay's at minus two. Only two defenses have more than the Steelers' 16 takeaways, while Green Bay has only taken the ball away eight times. Steelers have double the number of takeaways. Pittsburgh is a league-leading eight fumble recoveries compared to just three for the Packers. Meanwhile, the Steelers have only turned the ball over on eight occasions. Both teams have lost just two fumbles, which is best in the NFL. 
The Steelers had a takeaway on 17.6 of opponent drives, second highest in the NFL. More, No team has gained more EPA from turnovers this season than Pittsburgh. So they've benefited from turnovers more than any team in the league. Steelers are committing 5.8 penalties per game compared to 7.5 by Green Bay, which is the highest in the league. The results in 49 penalty yards per game by the Steelers compared to 60.1 for Green Bay. But the Packers' opponents have committed 62.8 yards per game in penalties, which is second most. So their opponents have been getting penalized a lot. Steelers' opponents are sixth most. This is crazy. So Steelers average 2.6 points per first quarters of games. That's terrible, as you would know. I mean, at that pace, you get 10, 11 points a game, 10 points a game. Steelers, Green Bay's noticeably worse. They're at 1.6 per first quarters of games. Second quarter, Steelers come in at 4.3. Packers are at 2.9, which is the worst in the league. So they average... 4.5 points per first half of games. Green Bay. Steelers give up 8.1 points in the second halves of games, while Green Bay scores 15.5 on average in the second half, which is most in the NFL. Night and day splits for the Packers here, first half or second half. The Packers average exactly four yards per rush attempt. They also allow exactly four yards per rush attempt. However, their opponents average 23.6 more rushing yards per game. The Packers also average 6.6 yards per pass attempt, and they allow 6.7. So their rush attempt, pass attempt are carbon copies, defense and offense, basically. 0.1 yards off. In terms of total EPA, in week nine, Jordan Love was seventh amongst all NFL quarterbacks, and Kenny Pickett was ninth. There was a lot of bad quarterbacks playing last week, though. Jalen Warren was sixth, sixth amongst all ball carriers, and Deontay Johnson was seventh amongst all pass catchers. The Packers are averaging just under 60 plays run per game. As are the Steelers, they're at 59.4 as opposed to 59.9. That ranks 26th and 28th, respectively. The Packers' opponents are averaging 65.5 plays per game. Pittsburgh's opponents are averaging 68.1. That ranks 25th and 30th, respectively. Something has to give. 53.5 of the Packers' set of downs reached third down, 30th in the NFL. 54.2 of the Steelers' set of downs reached third down, 31st in the NFL. So these teams get the third down all the time. 8.8 .8 of the Steelers' plays have been run inside the red zone, ahead of only Arizona. 10.6 of the plays run against Pittsburgh have been inside the red zone, the third lowest rate in the league. So, so no one gets in the red zone in Steeler games, basically is what that means. The Steelers' average drive starts at the 26.3-yard line. Only the Cardinals begin drives with worse starting field position. The Packers start their average drive at the 30.6-yard line, which is sixth best. So their average drive starts almost four yards closer to their goal than the Steelers do. Of all the opening day rosters this season in the league, Green Bay's was the youngest. Last thing, since the 2011 draft, the Packers have made 13 first-round selections. Every one of those selections, except for Jordan Love, 
was used on a defensive player. I have no problem with that, <laughs> but you shouldn't have an average defense. And they have a very average defense. It should be the best team in the league. Anyway, there you go. Talk to you later. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.